Hello, hello. Welcome to my podcast, The Imperfect Therapist. That's me. My name is Stephanie Mayberry. I'm a licensed professional counselor and your host. Each week, I'll dive into a topic related to anxiety, perfectionism, self-love, and more. My goal is to inspire you, educate you, and encourage you to take charge of your healing journey and learn to love your imperfect self. Let's go. All right, welcome back or welcome if you're new here. So just want to start this episode off by sharing I'm going to be releasing new episodes on Fridays and reason being I love listening to podcasts myself. I have my favorites and I've noticed they all come out at the beginning of the week, which is really great because I can listen to them throughout the week, but then Thursday, Friday, Saturday rolls around and there's nothing left to listen to. So My hope is that the Imperfect Therapist podcast, if you're like me, can be a podcast that you look forward to at the end of your week. So there we have it. Let's get into this week's episode. I'm talking about overthinking. If you are an anxious person, a people pleaser, a perfectionist, you're well aware that overthinking is a problem in your life. And so let's talk about that. What actually is overthinking? Overthinking isn't just pondering life's big questions. It's about getting stuck in these relentless loops of thought. It's overanalyzing situations from every single possible angle. And that's just so unproductive. And so in this episode, I'm going to unravel what it means to overthink, why we overthink, the cycle psychological factors behind it, and then most importantly, help you find some strategies to start breaking free from this. So whether you are someone who constantly replaces past mistakes, if you're someone who overthinks because you fear the consequence of your choices, or you overthink because you just can't silence that inner critic, we've got insights and tips to help you navigate this. So keep listening. Let's get into it. Okay, going to throw myself under the bus. So I am an overthinker. I overthink a lot of things. So especially this season of my life where there's been so much change, so much uncertainty for myself. uh, I have definitely noticed myself getting stuck in negative thought loops and overthinking. So I'm going to take my own advice from this episode today and really um, work on this in myself and in my own life. Um, But let's, let me explain more. So why do we overthink? We already know that our brains don't like uncertainty. We don't like unanswered questions. We don't like the unknown, right? And that's probably the biggest trigger for anxiety is is the unknown because that is what we fear. So when we're faced with the unknown, when we're faced with challenges, stressors, overthinking serves as a coping mechanism to regain a sense of control in our lives. And so there's four ways that overthinking can function as a coping mechanism. And so the first is analysis or or problem solving. So overthinkers tend to believe that by analyzing a situation, 
from every possible angle, thinking about every possible scenario that could happen, that if I do that, then I can choose the best course of action, or then I'll be able to solve this problem. And in theory, this makes a lot of sense. If we know all the, you know, if we have all the possibilities, sure, maybe we can make the best choice then. But a lot of times when we are truly overthinking or ruminating, we're overloading our brain, we're giving our brains too much information to take on at one time. And this actually then backfires. It interrupts our ability to make a decision in a timely manner and we kind of just get paralyzed and stuck. So second way we overthink to prevent mistakes. Overthinkers fear making mistakes. You know, if you're a people pleaser, you fear consequences of of being yourself or of your choices. You fear disappointing others. You fear saying or doing the wrong thing. If you're a perfectionist, you fear being vulnerable. You fear not doing something to the best of your ability. And by overanalyzing, and considering all the potential outcomes, we then do this in hopes to minimize the chance of making those errors. And this makes us feel more in control. But no amount of worrying can change an outcome, right? So we can worry ourselves to death, but it's still not going to, you know, keep keep us from being from letting someone else down. It's not going to change what's meant to happen, right? Third way we overthink or reason we overthink is to reduce uncertainty. So again, uncertainty about the future or outcomes of our actions can be really unsettling. And so overthinking provides, again, that false sense of security by attempting to predict and plan for for any scenario, right? But the problem with this is that our brains really like stories and it doesn't like to not have answers. So if there is something unanswered or there is not a clear storyline, our brains then start filling in the blanks to give us closure, right? Our brains seek answers. And even if that's furthest from the truth. So when we start overthinking or overanalyzing, a lot of the time our brain is going to fill in those blanks with past experiences because our brains also like patterns. So for example, if you've been hurt before and you're feeling triggered in a situation, your brain is going to be like, oh yeah, I've experienced this before and this is what happens next, even though this is an entirely new situation or new person. So we end up bringing past experiences into new ones. We tend to bring past insecurities, past traumas that haven't been resolved or healed into new experiences. And what this does is it it actually ends up ruining those new experiences. And again, that all comes down to fear, to fearing that uncertainty. We're scared of not being in control, scared of being hurt or rejected or being enough. And that is all ego-based. Our ego tries to protect ourselves. So we overthink. And again, we tend to then assume the worst of situations or of people. And we get ourselves all worked up about these hypothetical scenarios that we made up in our minds. 
and that is self-sabotage at its finest. Okay, and the fourth way that overthinking tends to be used is to manage anxiety. So in some cases, overthinking serves purely as a distraction from anxiety or worry itself. So by focusing on our thoughts, that might temporarily divert our attention away from the distressing emotions that accompany the uncertainty. So if we're feeling really anxious or we're feeling really worried or um, we're just feeling really unsettled, sometimes overthinking is used, again, as a distraction. Um, and by doing that, we're not actually allowing ourselves to feel those emotions. So again, that is also unproductive, as you can see. So while overthinking might provide a short-term illusion of control, it oftentimes, actually most of the time, leads to increased stress, increased anxiety, a decreased ability to make decisions. And it becomes really counterproductive and hindering to our ability to adapt to the unknown or to changing circumstances. Okay, so just a little recap of that. So why we overthink, we overthink to attempt to problem solve, we overthink to prevent making mistakes, we overthink to reduce uncertainty, and we overthink to manage anxiety. But again, this Coping mechanism tends to be very counterproductive and doesn't truly help us to manage any of that, right? It interferes with our ability to be present in situations. It interferes with decision-making. We start making assumptions. We create our own stories in our minds. We anticipate the worst. We start reading into other people's behaviors, and this just makes more issues in our lives than we started with, right? So how do we overcome this? If you're an overthinker, you already know all of this. You know that you're doing this. You know that you're self-sabotaging. You know it's not productive. And if it were, you know, so easy to just stop doing, we would all stop doing it. So I'm going to share some underrated strategies for managing overthinking. So here they are. So first tool is to challenge those negative thoughts. When you notice yourself maybe feeling anxious in a situation that is out of your control, let's say just for example, your significant other, I'm going to use this example because it comes up really often in therapy, but Let's just say your significant other goes out with their friends and you start feeling really anxious because you're not there. You have these thoughts or fears that they're going to hurt you um, in some way because you're not there to control that, right? So your brain starts making up um, scenarios that they're going to cheat on you, they're going to do X, Y, and Z, or this is what they are doing to try to fill in those blanks, to try to gain control or gain clarity in that situation. But in that situation, you're assuming the worst, you're assuming something that is probably not happening. So what we want to do, we want to catch 
yourself doing that, first of all, and then you want to challenge the the validity of those thoughts. Is there any concrete evidence to support those thoughts or is that thought based on assumption or fear? And if you can answer that question, if it's based on assumption or fear, then you know that you are most likely overthinking. So then what we want to do is try to reframe those negative thoughts with more balanced or rational ones, right? So, okay, I know my significant other has no history of, you know, being shady, doing anything like that when they go out with their friends. So why would they be doing that this time? Or just because he hasn't answered my text in several hours does not mean that he is you know, being shady. He's probably just enjoying his time with his friends. So rationalizing your thoughts, challenging those negative thoughts. Second strategy to manage overthinking is to set realistic expectations. We have to adjust our expectations and understand that it is impossible to be able to control every outcome And it's impossible to be perfect. Perfection is not attainable. So embracing that idea that making mistakes is human, making mistakes is part of learning, part of growing, doing things imperfectly, you know, saying something silly, that's part of growing as a person. Those things just happen. So no amount of worry is going to keep those things from happening. It's part of being human. It's part of life. It's going to happen. So adjusting your expectations to accept that and to tolerate that is a good starting point. Tool number three, limit information. So in this age where, you know, we have information at our fingertips, we can Google things, we can go on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, and we become so easily overwhelmed with just information and data and just a limitless amount of information to consume. And when we do this, we're just overloading our brain even more, and that can contribute to more overthinking and anxiety. So setting boundaries with screen time or News consumption can also be really helpful for managing overthinking. Tip number four, keep a journal. I know I always recommend journaling to my clients. I know a lot of people are like, "Uh, journaling, that doesn't sound very good to me. I think that's because most people think you need to like sit down and write this elaborate like diary entry when really that's not the case. You just need to like jot down the thoughts that are coming up in that moment and doing this can help you externalize those worries and gain insight on them. Sometimes when you write down what you're thinking in that moment, you read it back and you're like, wow, okay, that sounds really silly or I can definitely see that that's irrational. So journaling can also be a really useful tool for identifying recurring patterns in your thought, identifying irrational thought, and, you know, tracking progress over time too. Next tool, engage in physical activity or connect with nature. So regular exercise has proven to reduce anxiety and overthinking. Physical activity releases endorphins, which 
are just natural mood lifters, feel good um, hormones. So physical activity is always good for managing anxiety or overthinking. I use fitness and exercise a lot in my life to manage my anxiety. So I know that this is helpful if you are not someone who is really interested in you know, it doesn't have to be vigorous exercise. You can take a walk or do yoga um, or just going, you know, outside and just sitting. Sitting in nature is a really helpful tool to start being present in the moment. Um, if you're sitting in nature, use that time to, you know, look around and identify what you're seeing, what you're hearing, connect with with nature and by doing this it allows you to get out of your head allows you to be present and this is a really good tool that can carry over then into situations where maybe you're not able to be present because you tend to overthink so connecting with nature practicing mindfulness is also a very good tool to start managing overthinking and last tip if overthinking continues to significantly impact your life after you've tried to implement some of these things, seek professional help from a therapist. Um, a therapist can provide specialized strat strategies and support and tailor these more to your specific needs. I know that these tools I'm giving might not work for everybody, and these are only a few. There are so many different coping tools to manage overthinking, to manage anxiety. So if you are really struggling in your life, this is impacting you a lot, I would encourage you to seek professional help. Okay, so just a brief recap of those underrated tools for managing overthinking. One, challenge your negative thoughts. Two, set realistic expectations. Three, limit information intake. Four, keep a journal. Five, engage in physical activity or connect with nature. And six, seek professional help. So again, those are some less talked about underrated ways to manage overthinking. There are so many other ways and so many other tools actionable steps you can take to start doing this. Um, if you found this valuable, I would love to do another episode, maybe sharing more of those strategies. So if you found today's episode valuable, please consider subscribing and sharing it with anyone else who you think would benefit. So as always, appreciate you tuning in and have a good week. And just your weekly reminder that you are imperfect, but you are so worthy right now in this moment, just the way you are. <laughs>